Are you guys ready for another edition of the High School Hockey Report? I know I am. The show starts now. And welcome back to the State Champs High School Hockey Report. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belize. And Sean, how are you today? Tremendous, John. Another outstanding uh, week and weekend of high school hockey. And we got another big week coming up. I love this time of year. Team's getting ready for the playoffs. Let's do this. And look, we got more jerseys. <laughs> hey, you know what? The response has been outstanding. I mean, really, this is the best community in the state as far as I'm concerned. I'm biased. The hockey community. So thank you for not only watching, but uh, your support where, uh, wherever you are all over the state. Thank you very much. The High School Hockey Report is presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. And it's also brought to you by the MHSAA and National Coney Island. Sean, let's get right to it, the recap from last week. And we start with the defending Division II state champs, Heartland. They beat UAD Jesuit 2-1 to on Friday, and then they followed up the next night and beat Salem 3 nothing. Well, you know what? I, I think the top three in the state right now, in, in my opinion, are, are, are pretty much set at Catholic Central at 1 and, and Saginaw Heritage at 3 right now and Heartland at 2. It's after that that things get a little bit interesting. Now, that's not to suggest that one of those teams below can't go out and, and win it all. And, and that's excluding what is an incredibly deep uh, Division 3 as well. But Heartland made a statement. Not that they needed to because, I mean, again, they're the defending state champion. Heartland made a statement going out and winning the way that they did. Uh, I, I still love UAD. I, I think UAD is is now one of the teams to beat uh, in Division Three. More on that later, but I, I, I think that's a very good team led by by Charbonneau. But um, you know, this is a situation right now where Heartland um, it, they just keep rolling and and to win the way they did, John. Uh, they they were down one nothing. They got two goals in the third period, if I'm not mistaken, to win going away, and then they beat a pretty good Salem team as well. Uh, just a, another confirmation of the job that uh, Ricky and his staff are doing out there in Heartland. You took in on Saturday afternoon the Novi versus Norfolk game and Novi came out 2 nothing. Yeah, great story. Uh, you know, I, I saw Coach Vellucci tweeted this. He said about a month ago he had a comment with his team. You know, they were up and down a little bit, and he said, listen, guys, you got to ask yourself, are you in or are you out? And I don't know if you saw that tweet. And and the team has responded with their play, no doubt about it. I thought they played incredibly well defensively. Uh, you know, that's a rivalry game, and Northville's a pretty good team. Uh, Gordy's going to do some things with that team. Gordy Brown, of course, but uh, I, I thought defensively they were out standing and and that's a nice win for Novi and and it'll be intriguing you know like we talked about at the beginning of the year this was a young team last year still a young team this year but a team that's starting to put it together so let's see where they can take it and you went down the road to to see Catholic Central and Cranbrook and CC they swept Cranbrook over the weekend on Friday and Saturday 4 to 1 and 9 to 1 on yeah, Saturday yeah they they were they were flying uh you know the first 
minute and a half of the game, I think it was a minute and a half in that boom, boom, there were two goals scored. And, you know, you're thinking to yourself, here we go. But uh, Catholic Central so deep. I, I'm going to say this again. Cranbrook's a darn good team. Don't be surprised if Cranbrook isn't one of those teams that you're looking at at the end of the year in, in Division Three. But but right now, uh, Catholic Central is 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 just so good. Nice to see Mara come back, and he had a couple of goals, and uh, Corpy was outstanding. They're they're just they're so deep, John. They really are. That's just such a a deep Catholic Central team. And some coaches told me that they think they're deeper than last year's team, and yeah. everyone thought that last year's CC was probably the one of the best they've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, that was I. I said it multiple times last year. I thought it was the best high school team that I've seen. Um, I'm not ready to say that about this team yet. They're unbelievable. Um, But Hey, listen, right now, uh, Cal's got him going. You know, that's the biggest thing. I think people forget you have to give the coaching staff, Cal and, and his assistants, you have to give them credit. They got those guys going. Those guys play hard. And I think in my humble opinion, I think there's a big difference between, Playing hard and playing reckless. I think they just play hard, and you know that CC is going to come at you. It's fun to watch. Trenton is still rolling. They shut out Orchard Lake St. Mary's three nothing. Yeah, you know what? They they had the, the nice uh, win streak, and then they drop one, and they they start a new one. Um, Trenton, you know, when you talk about depth, we're we're going to keep talking about their depth. I, I know right now, you know, they still feel like they can probably get better, and they probably can get better. And it's interesting, John, because to me. I think there are a couple teams that have fit that bill over the course of the year, and I think both of them have kind of gone like this. I think you could you could probably put Trenton and Stevenson in the same category of teams that at the beginning of the year you knew they were good, but there was the potential to go like this, and they're right now neck and neck in the hierarchy of, of Division Two as well. And on Saturday afternoon, Detroit Country Day held off a late push by Gross Point South, and they won five to three. We've talked about this many times. Uh, Blue Devils are a darn good team, so you know don't don't shake your head at that, uh, John. If they can find a way to score some goals, they're they're going to be all right. And you know we joked about it last week, and it was funny because I, I had a conversation, you know, after the the show came out with a couple people where you know people, oh my goodness, the Yellow Jackets lost two games. I hope everybody understands the context. We say that they've done a tremendous job. The last Last couple of years, there are always going to be bumps in the road. That's the way it is. And for people to make a mountain out of a couple losses, I, I I think it's absurd. That's a darn good team, and they're going to have something to say before all said and done in regards to the pecking order in Division Three. And uh, a game going into next week, I know we'll talk more about it. Uh, Country Day and Woodhaven will play again for the second time, and Woodhaven was the one that gave them their first loss yeah, of the season. Yeah, and and Woodhaven just keeps winning. You know, I mean, it's 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 turned into such a great story and. Uh, John, we were on that train very early in the year. I think I think there's so much more than just you know one of the best players in the state. That's outstanding. And hey, De La Salle. It's funny we talked about Warren De La Salle last week. Don't forget about the Pilots. Yeah, you go, Coach Clark's done a tremendous job with them, and and they took care of business against U of D. All right, and we're gonna recap quickly the North South Showcase over the weekend. You had Bay Reps beating Flint Powers, you know, Woodhaven sweeping Midland Dow and Escanaba. And also, too, shout out to Zach Robinson for having his 200 career point. And Livonia Stevenson, they swept both Traverse City schools over there. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's it's a tremendous tournament. And, you know, what I like about it is, is again, you, you have teams from all over. I, I, I wish that the state would do more of these. It's It's gotten so much better. I think we talked to Coach Locke about it from Cranbrook a few weeks ago, John. I like when these tournaments happen, whether it be 
be in Gaylord, you know, a D3 challenge, whether it be on the west side of the state. I, I think it's fantastic. And you know what? Don't read too much into the wins and losses because, um, you know, you're, you're going to see it over the course of the season. It's how you you bounce back from it, uh, so to speak. I still like that Flint Powers team. I, I, I like them a lot. Uh, no doubt about that. But for Woodhaven, to me, to go up there and make the statement that they did, for whatever reason, John, it seems like people think that maybe it's just Zach Robinson. No, that's a good team. That's a good team. And when you keep winning games and, and knocking off teams, the caliber they're knocking off, uh, that's a statement made. Hey, high school hockey fans. I'm Jenna Skelsky, and when we come back, Sean talks with Alpena coach Cam Givens in our Coach's Corner segment. You're watching the State Champs High School Hockey Report presented by the Michigan High School Coaches Association. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly, like our award-winning Coney, Honey, or Handcrafted Burger. So you can get what you want, when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports, and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted, just whistle. All right, welcome back into the show. This is the Coach's Corner. My name is Sean Belegian. And those of you that have been following what we've been doing uh, for a few years, you might remember this name. He was a star player up at Traverse City Central. Not trying to make him blush, but he was on our player of the year list uh, going back five years ago. And now he's part of a great story. We've been talking about this since week one uh, this year, the story up in Alpena. Coach Limbach and his staff, one of the members of that staff, Kindly joining us right now, he is Cam Givens. And first of all, Cam, it's it's a pleasure to catch up with you. Thanks for being so gracious with your time and joining us here on the show. How are you? Good. Yourself? Doing very well. Hey, we've been talking about this. is a great story up in Alpena. You, you know, uh, first of all, let's start with how you ended up there. You know, my understanding is you've known Coach Limbach for, for, for a, a little bit of time. When he took over, he placed the call to you. Take us back. How, how did how did that transition take place? Yeah, so uh, when I was done playing, I, I moved over here. Um, was just kind of getting back off of surgery and, and was playing men's league. And um, I've known him for a long time. He coached against my dad back when I was little. Um, I've known his kids. And then um, he came up to me actually at a baseball game and said, hey, you know, if I, if I get this position, would you, would you want to be one of my assistants? You know, that's, and, and that's all she wrote since. We're having a blast over here, and um, I'm enjoying every second of it. You know, it really is a great story. We, we've, we've talked you guys up. So many coaches I reached out to at the beginning of the season said, look out for Alpina. Uh, obviously, you've been, you've been ranked over the course of the season. I have a feeling you'll be back in there. But talk about what this means to the community, because for people that, that don't remember, Alpina was a powerhouse for years. Uh, Coach Byers, who's in the Hall of Fame, multiple uh, state championships and everything. How has this been up in the community of Alpina? It's a small community, and, um, you know, with – when well everyone's happy and uh you know obviously tony byers is a big name here um and, and there's a lot of banners that are hanging up from his days and, and we're hoping to add another one um you know we're we're doing well we have a lot of support right now people are always uh 
always wondering how we're doing. We play a lot of games on the road, so we actually haven't been able to play at home a ton yet this year. We get the support from, you know, obviously local businesses to, to people on the street saying, you know, hey, good game. Makes it more fun to play. We always have a, a good crowd at night, uh, Friday nights, and um, just makes for a fun environment for the kids. 11-4-1 this season. I know one guy that has made a name for himself is your goaltender, uh, Cooper Black. Talk about Cooper and maybe some of the pieces that, that perhaps people downstate are, are missing about this team. I think by now everybody knows about Cooper Black, but certainly this team surely is more than just Cooper. But your thoughts? Coop is, is a big kid. Everyone knows he's about 6'6". Six, six. There's not a whole lot of room to shoot at. Um a big kid that moves well, smart kid, um, and obviously he's been a big part. But, you know, you guys, you know, we have two guys up front with with Van Dusen and Plowman who who are kind of our core uh, scoring guys. And then um, obviously on D, we got, you know, a good mix of young and old. Owen Limbach's another huge, huge uh, piece on defense that that people don't, uh, don't realize. And um, just a lot of young guys that are really buying into their role and once again, Cam Givens joining us, a member of a fine staff up in Alpena. Great story up in Alpena. Certainly a, a team to watch moving forward. You know, Cam, on, on a personal level, how's this transition been for you? I mean, you're a guy, we were talking about it before the show started. It's not that long ago that, you know, you were out on no. the ice at the high school yeah. level. How's this transition from, you know, a player at this level to a coach at this level been for you? Obviously, last year was my first year, and, and, and it is difficult when you're when you're a young guy and you're you're fairly close in age to a lot of the guys you're coaching, um, especially the seniors. So that was a little bit of an adjustment. Um, it, the the competitive part is is tough when you you just want to lace them up and go out there and do it yourself. So that's mm -hmm. still uh, that still happens, especially in the close games, the big games. But second time around, you learn to um, you know really just just help. And, and now that I got my feet wet. Um, you know, the staff's been there for two years now. We're starting to click really well. You know, we talked about one of the legends up in Alpena, uh, Co Coach Byers. Uh, your father, certainly a, a legend in the high school community, no doubt about that. Truly one of the gentlemen as well. Uh, Big North, there's a lot of good hockey being played. There's some rivalries up there. Did he give you any advice or did he say, good luck, kid, I hope we beat you every year? How did that whole process play itself out? Yeah, uh, it's funny. People ask me that all the time. How much trash talk really goes on? Um, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, we we both want each other to do well, but those two those two games during the year when we're playing against each other, you know, they are a conference game and they are important. And and you know, each one of us wants to beat the other one. There's no doubt. Not only just for the team, but there are some bragging rights there for sure. Um, but no matter what, after each game, you know, we go out to dinner and talk about the game and. And just chat, and, and and that that doesn't change from back when I played. So, um, you know, we call each other after every game, kind of let each other know how it goes. Cam Givens joining us here on on the the high school hockey report. The Big North is one of those conferences to me that that has always been fascinating. You're used to it, for, but for people down here that maybe don't understand. A road game might mean traveling 10, 15 minutes down here, downstate. A road game in big north country can be something entirely different. And to me, that's what's fun. Talk a little bit about that dynamic and maybe some of the rivalries that exist in the big north. We go anywhere from Gaylord, which is an hour away, to Cadillac and Travers, which is two and a half. Uh, Petoskey as well. So there's a lot of travel. It's a, it's a grind. You play each other twice. Um, so you're playing 10 conference games and... Um, you know, over the years, it just seems like, you know, as you go through the conference at towards the end, you always have, you know, two or three teams that are in the, in the front running. And, 
and and usually it's both Traverse City teams and stuff. So now that we're starting to work our way in, we're kind of, uh, you know, we had a good run last year. Couldn't quite do it, but we're back in the mix again. And you definitely learn to develop rivalries kind of with, with the guys you play against and, and the teams and as coaches. We all know each other because we see each other so much. So there's definitely a respect there, but every year you're looking to, to, to you know, get through those guys. And um, when you're playing on the road so much, you're definitely battle seasoned and you're ready to go. And some of those buildings, um, even as a player in Travers and Cadillac, Katoski, they're tough barns to play in, especially if you've never done it before. So. Mm. Great stuff. Hey, Cam, really, I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate this. I'll tell you what a cool guy he is. He's he's taking a break from work right now to have this conversation with us. So, we <laughs> no, really, Cam, we appreciate it. You guys have been a great story. I, I think it's fantastic, not just for Alpina, but high school hockey as well. And, and it, it's great to see another guy that, that comes from the ranks doing some good things in the hockey community. I wish you guys all the best. Thank you for everything that you do. And certainly good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate it and, and hope that you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing. You guys do a great job, you and John and Kevin, and uh, just great for the sport in general and look forward to talking to you guys uh, down the road. Great stuff. Continued success to Cam Givens, the entire Alpena Hockey Club, from everybody here at State Champs. When we come back, we'll have an update in our Hockey Player of the Year contest presented by National Coney Island, and we'll preview the week ahead with the top games across the state. So stick and stay here on the High School Hockey Report. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly, like our award-winning Coney, Hani, or handcrafted burger. So you can get what you want when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. I admit it, I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back to the State Champs High School Hockey Report. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. And it's time now for our Hockey Player of the Year race presented by National Coney Island. As we told you last week, Joey Larson has made our top 10. And you can vote at statechampsnetwork.com. Sean, let's talk about the criteria that goes into selecting our high school hockey player of the year. Well, I'm going to start all the way at the beginning, if I may, if John. You know, what, what we do in the offseason, and you're part of this, is we reach out to a bunch of different coaches, and the names of the coaches change every year. Uh, that's something I, I just, you know, there might be a couple holdovers. That's just the way it's going to be. But we'll reach out to this guy. We'll reach out to that guy. And many of the coaches out there can, can certainly attest to that, that I've tapped him on the shoulder, as you have as well. So what we do is we, we get together a list, and this year I know for a fact it was 15. We had 15 names on there, and then the heavy lifting began. It was tough to pare it down to 10, but we got it down to 10. What we always like to say is the list is fluid. It can change. Joey Larson is is proof positive of that. But this is the criteria that we that, that we use towards this selection. 30% is how, how you perform during the course of the season. 20% is your level of competition. How did you do in those big games? 20% is the online vote. And, and John, as we've mentioned time and time again, whoever wins the online vote, 
That's your choice out there. So get on, vote early, vote often. Have a Coney while you're at it from National Coney Island. Extra onions for me, please. Um, John, this is one of those things that that person goes immediately into our final four. 15% is big game performance, 10% is team success, and 5% is highly recruited. And, you know, chances are, that's why we put it so low, chances are if you're in our top 10, you've got a lot of people looking at you from a lot of different leagues. So that's how it works, and at the the end of the year, usually at the tournament uh, at, at USA Hockey Arena, uh, we convene in person or a couple of the guys, we, we get involved in a text and we figure out who wins. The reason why I brought it up for this week because this criteria is going to play a big part in a couple weeks for those showcases. Yeah, it is. I mean, that that's a big statement, not only for the teams, but and I believe that all ten are going to be at the MIHL showcase. Well, that and that's awesome yeah. to me. That's 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 the way it should be. And you know, while we while we're at it, shout out to the guys with the MIHL who does such a tremendous job year in year out putting together the tournament and and putting together I ran into our old buddy Patrick Ronane what's up Patrick and he was you know he asked me are you guys going to be out there and I said we're hoping to be out there a bit on Friday and everything and kind of do it as we've done it in the past and everything uh, but you're absolutely right John the, the way that uh, they they put the first get the teams in there and match the teams up it really is a cool thing to see Remember, you can vote at statechampsnetwork.com, as Sean stated a little bit ago, that the leading vote-getter automatically gets into the Final Four, so go out and vote. All right, everyone, it's time to talk about the top games of the week. On Wednesday night, Davison goes on the road to take on Flint Powers. Our number one ranked team in the state, Detroit Catholic Central, takes on their rivals, the Warriors of Birmingham, Brother Rice. On Thursday, Rochester United goes on the road to take on Farmington United in a key OAA red matchup. On Friday, two top 10 teams face off as number eight Warren De La Salle takes on number seven Cranbrook. And on the west side of the state, Byron Center will take on Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Another top 10 matchup as number four U of D Jesuit heads up north to take on ninth ranked Calumet. They will play on Friday and Saturday. Now let's go to John and Sean with a preview of those games. Jenna, thank you very much. What a great addition to the team. Thanks, Jenna. Absolutely. So let's start with Davison at Flint Powers on Wednesday. Love it. Uh, you know, two teams up there that uh, rank teams that, you know, uh, certainly they, they know very well about each other. I mean, a big game, a big statement game. Both teams are going to be fine when all is said and done, but maybe some bragging rights coming into that one. And on Wednesday night, we have part two of Detroit Catholic Central and Brother Rice. You know Brother Rice is going to bring it. They had a nice weekend. You know, uh, they went up to Calumet, knocked off Calumet. So uh, we'll see how that works out. And on Thursday, we have Rochester United taking on Farmington United. Two really good stories. Uh, you know, I, I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. I, I think Farmington United is this close to, to, to breaking the top 25. Uh, certainly some players to watch out there. I had the opportunity to see them in early December, and it, it, that's, that's going to be a good game because Rochester, uh, certainly RU, is bringing it as well. Another Southeast Michigan team heading up north this weekend is UAD. They're taking on Calumet both on Friday and Saturday. Wish I was up there because, I mean, that is a big-time battle of some D3 Titans and uh, certainly an opportunity for uh, UAD to bounce back. And you you know Calumet would love nothing more than to make a big statement and yell down uh, to the, you know, the, the lower peninsula what's going on up there. 
on Friday, a big Division Three MIHL matchup between Warren DeLaSalle and Cranbrook. Massive, no doubt about it. I mean, we, we talked about Warren DeLaSalle in, in the last segment. Uh, they're up there with anybody. People forget they won a championship just a couple of years ago. Cranbrook's going to bounce back, I guarantee it. That is a good team. That is a darn good team. Cranbrook's going to bounce back. That should be a good watch. And on the west side of the state, you got Byron Center taking on Grand Rapids Catholic Center. Yeah, you know, John, it's interesting because I, I still think we're trying to figure out the pecking order. And, and and this isn't just me saying that. I've talked to a lot of coaches over there on the west side of the, the state that are saying that. So this will be one that, that certainly uh, will help it out. The Bulldogs taking on uh, Coach Slobodnik and uh, GRCC. For our next high school hockey report, we're going to be going on location. We're going to the Max Showcase on Monday at the Mount Clemens Ice Arena. Shout out to Dave Coons, the head coach at Anchor Bay, for inviting us to the showcase. You know, some great games this, on Monday. Love it. No, really, thank you for having us. Can't wait to do it. I, I really enjoy going on the road with you as well, Johnny. Uh, Romeo and West Bloomfield, Anchor Bay, Dexter, uh, Lakeland. We've been talking them up, uh, taking on Rochester United, Eisenhower, Jeep. PS, uh, Dakota Woodhaven. I mean, so many good games in the mix. And, you know, the, the level of hockey, to me, uh, with so many of those teams has gone like this this year, too. You know, where maybe there were some teams struggling a little bit, but they've gone like this. You know, on, on a personal level, uh, St. Clair. I mean, uh, to me, that's that's awesome. Uh, my cousin out there, uh, Coach Rajeski. So, uh, it, it's great to see. And, and, John, I can't wait to go out there. So, that's it for the State Champs High School Hockey Report for this week. Sean, I'm looking forward to our next one on Monday out in Mount Clemens. Looking forward to it. See you at the rink. And the High School Hockey Report is presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association and is also brought to you by the MHSAA and National Coney Island. Have a good week.